water is murky. The purification function must be failing. It's starting to stink. Blood. I smell blood. No, I don't want to be here anymore. Why is it the hatch unlocking? Open up. Get me out of here. Miss Misato, what's going on? Miss Misato, Asuka, Ayanabe, Miss Ritsuko. Father. Somebody. Please help me. Welcome to Tuning Japanese. Yo, you up? <laughs> he reeled in the umbilical cord. There was nothing on the other end. He's Andy. <laughs> that, uh, woo. <laughs> I can't. And he's found a place that serves great booze. He's Bill. My home. Old trustworthy. <laughs> Where everybody knows your name. <laughs> I hope. And I'm probably connected to another universe. I'm Matt. You are indeed. Which one of the two? Who knows? Matt or connected to another universe or both? Oh. I thought that was 50-50 me and him who got that one. Threw me for a loop there. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. That's Japanese for yes. Hi. It is. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Duty Japanese where uh, the audio seems to be working this time. So that's great. Uh, apologies in the... The, the speaking as a future Andy to past listeners of the last episode, if the last episode was bad in any way, I didn't realize my audio was so crappy. Uh, it's fine. We'll figure it out. Maybe it sounds great. Maybe I dubbed the whole thing over. Who knows? It's okay if your audio was bad because generally at least one episode 14 at least was a real turd. You have two options the way I see it. Mm -hmm. You either redub it. That's called looping. Or you just write out what you meant to say at the bottom. Wait. That translates to that, okay, so I just got it. I just got it. I just fucking got it. It's an animal. What are you here for? Uh, <laughs> I'm oh, only here because I'm funny. Boy. Hey, this week we're talking about episode 16 of Neon Genesis Evangelion, The Sickness Unto Death, and then dot, dot, dot. Ellipses. These episodes are weird. This anime's weird. What? You've never been swallowed by a shadow? Metaphorically? Physically? You've never, you've never been drowning in blood bacta? <laughs> Sexually? Sexually, perhaps. <laughs> Absorbed by a black hole. Hey, before we get there, now is the time where, perhaps, we talk about things that uh, are on our mind. News, perhaps, or other such things. It's nerd news-ish, maybe? Who knows? I just want to mention... Uh, this, this segment has become just, just you know, a little, a little whatever it is. But I just want to mention that I finished Peacemaker. And I think it might be better than any of the Marvel shows, with the exception, maybe, of Daredevil Season 1. High praise, and you're... 
you know, actually saying which one is the best is hard, but it's certainly up there. Top four, definitely. Top three, maybe. Maybe. Oh, that first season of Jessica Jones was, was also very good. Fantastic. I love that one a lot. That's true. Oh, and Iron Fist. I love that one. Kidding. All right. Well, next week, Josh will be returning to the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good. Get rid of the guy who liked watching Iron Fist for the Iron Fist of this show. Oh, boy. Hey, uh, so... Is that punching up or down? <laughs> hey, you both... Eh. <laughs> you you both watched the uh, finale. I do I I do believe right. Uh-huh. Yes, sure. Do. Um. So what are what are your thoughts generally on how the series wrapped up, or the series overall? I fear space cows. <laughs> that space cow was crazy. My wife didn't like it either. She was <laughs> disturbed by it. <laughs> I was more disturbed when it died. Spoiler. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I loved the sonic boom scene uh-huh. that was really good that was one of my favorite things i think i've ever seen in anything because why don't you do things like that yeah yeah that is me playing a role-playing game mm-hmm. it was fantastic it really was because we're just spoiling gloves off right if you uh do not want peacemaker spoiled uh we'll put a little timestamp or something in here but uh yeah we are gonna i think go into a little bit of spoiler territory with us so go ahead i love how it ended with a moral choice and he chose to be a dick and is it really that he chose to be a dick? I, I I don't know. Like the ending, he's such a complicated character. Well, he is. And that was why it was fun. And mm-hmm. and and he, you go in not thinking this is going to be a complicated story at all. But like all the characters have so much depth to them, and I think that's one of the strongest suits of the show. That like it can tell really raunchy jokes, but at the same time. You are crying over an eagle. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think it was very interesting and true to his character. And especially in the climate we're in, it's kind of hard to say it, but it's true. He chose, instead of being told what to do for his own good, to protect people's freedoms to destroy themselves. That's an interesting observation. And I, don't, and I don't know if that was intentional because, I mean, this thing had to have been prepped a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But it was just an interesting parallel. Yeah, to the world in which we live in today. Yeah, I, I absolutely 100% agree. It was very true to the character. But at this point, at least you understood why he did it, too. The, the entire uh, series is full of characters, which I think are probably best described as taking a line from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They're all assholes, but maybe, but not 100% dicks. That's a, a good way to, to point it out, yeah. Yeah, no, but nobody in the show was clean. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, it, it's very good. I was I was highly impressed by it. I uh, and it's not just because John Cena's in the in the show. Every every character I thought was was phenomenally played, acted, played off of one another really well. Um, the story was really engaging. My spoiler moment at the very end with the Justice League showing up. Oh, yeah. oh my lost God. my shit. Yeah, absolutely unexpected. lost my shit. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, only only uh, Momo and uh, the Flash Ezra. guy are the actual are the ones who actually showed up. Yeah, I'm sure but, Henry Cavill's busy with more Witcher stuff or something. Oh yeah, probably. yeah, he's got a lot on his plate. I read something uh, that I don't know if it was true or or it's going to happen, but there's interest in bringing back a modern version of the Highlander and maybe having him potentially be involved. Saw that. 
So, yeah, he's busy. Yep. <laughs> Why not? He does every other major... And does it surprisingly well. And, and does it great. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong right. with him. For sure. Just waiting for that next Conan the Barbarian reboot with him. There you go. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on, on Peacemaker. I was very excited to finish that. And that's really all I've got. That's I've been busy, 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 but I did have time to watch the finale uh, and watch analysis videos and all kinds of things regarding Peacemaker. I need to watch a few reaction videos to it. The only thing that uh, the only thing about the finale that uh, doesn't sit completely well with me is that uh, Eagly just completely disappears for that final battle. They probably wanted to like really hone in on the 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 fight scene with the actual human characters, and I feel like that fight scene was really good. It, it was. was. Just saying, we saw Eagly kick plenty of ass in a previous fight. It's true. We got we got our Eagly taken on neo-nazis or whatever or clansmen or whatever you want to call them yeah and i'm glad it looks like they're going to keep robert patrick in although as a ghost or a hallucination yeah or maybe a ghost not sure yet really hallucination of a ghost yes (laughs) yes if we want to get real deep on it i think it was john cena's guilt and his i think i don't even think he necessarily was hallucinating his dad so much as he was just thinking about how his dad's affected him sure if, if I had to really take a guess on it. No, for sure. I, I would agree with that. Essentially, go watch Peacemaker if you haven't. It's really good. It's worth your time. If you like the kind of things that we often talk about here on this show, you trust me, you will. And you like, if you can get along and understand, like, like get through our sense of humor sometimes, just go <laughs> listen. I'm not saying that we're at the same level as James Gunn with regards to our humor, but just like the type of humor it fits. Yeah, yeah not, not that we're as funny as James Gunn. No. But, but I'm definitely as immature. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Be careful, though. Eventually, you may find yourself dancing along to the opening. I, I don't dance, but the opening is so good, and I will definitely speed to the opening. Like, li- turn that song on, crank it it's up. It's very, very good, and it's in my head all the time. Yeah. Mine, too. Absolutely mine, too. Uh, the one reaction video I liked the most was the one that explained the dance, basically spells out the arc of the season. It's a good video if you haven't seen it. Go watch it. It absolutely is. Was, it, was that, um, that Screen Rant that maybe did that one? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we all kind of jumped in on that one. So should we leave this hallucination behind and go to another set of hallucinations from I mean, our I did good ha- friend Shinji? I did have something else I wanted to bring up. By all means, Bill. Maybe it needs to be cut out. I don't know, but I want to at least talk to you two about it. By all, all means, right. Bill. And everybody's allowed to listen. Have you seen the trailer for the Rescue Rangers movie? Yes. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> Pure madness. I didn't realize there was going to be a Rescue Rangers movie. We should do that thing where we, we, we break. It's only like a minute long tra- clip. You need to watch it, Andrew. Okay. Link it and I'll watch it now. And then okay. we'll okay. cut it out of the audio. When you need help, just call Okay, I finished it. Now, Can't wait, right? Yes, actually, because like, it's like a whole metaverse thing, and like, like it's it's the it's cashing in on what like Marvel's doing, and but like in a really weird way. Do, do you want to really get broken? Oh, I don't know. I'm good anyway. I mean, okay. <laughs> so, one of two things is true about this movie. Okay. It either takes place in the same universe as Roger Rabbit, 
Okay, which I I could buy that. I could buy that. Or Roger Rabbit was a movie in this universe, and he was an actor playing actor Roger Rabbit playing Roger Rabbit in the movie Roger Rabbit, playing an actor Roger Rabbit. <laughs> you can't see it, but my brain just exploded. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are stretching meta and crossover to its absolute limit. I think And I so. think this movie is right on the teetering edge of collapsing in on itself. It's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I want to see it. But, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I will give credit where credit is due. That's a bold choice. And it'll... I think it might pay off. You notice... Gadget is not in anything other than the still image at the beginning. Yes. I wonder if that's going to be some kind of a big reveal, too. Oh, yeah. They're going to... Yeah. Well, I mean, Gadget's like what everyone remembers about that show. She, yeah. She, I, I bet I know what she's doing. You know there's that Russian gadget cult, right? The what? No. no I'm no. sorry. You haven't, you haven't heard of the Russian gadget cult? It's a real thing. No. I bet she's over there leading them or something. Whoa. I was just thinking about, like, on Still Buffering, where they were talking about how they all basically had crushes on her as a kid. Yeah, yeah, that she's, like, every every young adult. So First I'm thought just... of, I want to get a piece of that tail. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to digest that and rewatch it, like, at least three or four more times. Not to mention the Multiverse of Madness trailer that dropped in. Oh, yeah, well, that's that's a whole other thing. That's, yeah. We don't really, we don't have time to dissect that right now, Um, but it's very cool. All right, so from one set of madness to another, let's move on to this week's episode, which again is entitled The Sickness Unto Death, and then, this is my episode this week, and, huh, here we go. Are you ready? I should ask first, are you ready? I'm ready. I mean, I have no reason to say no. All right, well, we open in the apartment. Which is a good place to start, as per usual. We get a normal, happy scene. Asuka's getting ready to take a shower or take a bath, maybe. Uh, everyone is sitting down for a meal that actually looks really good. Uh, like some sausage, some eggs, some rice, and of course, a beer for Masato. Shinji's cooking today, and they talk about like how he's trying out a new stock. And then Asuka shrieks from off camera. She barges in, bickering about the water. I think being too hot, too hot, too yeah, hot. I couldn't, which, I couldn't it was too hot or too cold. Which it struck me as weird. I remembered it because it struck me as weird because I'm like, how is that anybody's fault but your own? <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it's like when you are running other water in that the apartment or the house, and like you can't like gauge the temperature correctly 100 percent or something. I don't know. Seems like blaming somebody else for her own issues. Uh, yeah. Which, I, which, you know, it's, it's an inciting incident here, which will play into later on in the episode, because Shinji's like, I'm sorry. And Asuka's like, quit apologizing without meaning it. And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. Which I totally understand. I know a couple of people like that who apologize a lot. Yeah, I do that sometimes, too. I mean I, it. I'm, they usually mean it, though. Yeah. Misato tries to defuse the situation, but Asuka will have none of it. She says Misato is apparently... Back together with Kaji? And Masato's like, no, no, no. Cue telephone call. Yeah. Hence the real reason that 
Asuka is mad. Oh, yeah. She's mad at the world. Uh, and Kaji calls and the voicemail picks up. And he's like, hey, you want to go on that uh, date? Go see a movie? Answering machine. Yes. Not What'd voicemail. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Answering machine. I apologize. We're in the distant anime. year of 20-something, 2000-something, but it's a 90s anime. I love that. I, I That's comic gold, by the way. I love I, I love situational irony like that of just, uh, no, absolutely not. And then, like, the answer machine picks up, and she's like, well, about that. I love it when that happens. Me too. Uh, Asuka calls Masato a hypocritical chaste guardian, which I don't think she's ever admitted or, or called herself chaste. Not that I know of. I don't no. think that was ever a... She's burping, farting, and drinking beer all the time. Yeah, so who's to assume she's not getting frogged once in a while? That's fair. I think it's about Shinji again. Title card. Title card. We go to Nerve. One of the scientists notes how tired Masato looks. Masato's like, well, I have a life outside of here. <laughs> and that's basically what Rizko does, Bill. Rizko's like, yeah, with Kaji. She's getting the sex. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone's getting frogged over there. God damn, fucking episode title. Masato is not... I, I stole that from Bad Santa. Okay, that's fair. That's why I said it like Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> that was your Billy Bob impression? I mean, yeah. Okay. I don't do it very often. <laughs> hey, guess what they're doing at Nerv? I don't have to. I watched it. Oh, <laughs> You're bad at this, man. You're supposed to play along. No, they, uh, they're they conducting more experiments on these children. Oh, yeah. I heard you say that M-O-A-R. More. Damn you. More. Whatever the test was, Shinji passed with flying colors, by the way, and that makes Asuka mad. Yeah, he's like, you're uh, A number one, dude. You did great on synchronizing. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, here in, here in Japanese, Masato say, you're number one. so <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, Asuka is just very angry this entire episode. Uh-huh. This entire episode? More so yeah. than usual. Her uh, Kaji hopes were pretty much dashed at the end of the previous episode when he came home smelling oh so much like Misato. Yes. Like cat food. Like, stop it. So, <laughs> Asuka's in, getting in, the, in the dressing room with Rei, and she's like, well, I guess at least now that means... That we can uh, just slack off for a while. And Ray is just essentially just gets her stuff and leaves. Like, bye. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> Love Ray here. This is fantastic. In my reaction video, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> we go back to Tokyo 3, where Shinji is riding a bus home. He is so stoked. He's just like, I did it. I performed well. I got a thumbs up. And then some kids laugh. And then he looks unsettled. And that's was, that. Look, he was contemplating his hand, as as all young boys do. Some fucking uh, yeah, extra from Shin Chan was just randomly laughing at him. <laughs> Those did look like the kids from Shin Chan. I know it did. Oh, I want to do a Shin Chan podcast so bad. Anyway, I love Shin Chan so much. Oh, I should bring that as the first episode for for a tuning in. Watch I've the Americanized version of Shin Chan. <laughs> so fucking good. God. Anyway. Uh, we cut to a car in the street, a shadow emerges from under it, and then there's a black and white orb angel thing <clears throat> in the sky. Yep. Well, I know it looks like it. the shadow emerges from under it, but I think it just appears above it. Yeah. It was some weird, it was some weird animation choices, some art direction. Yes. It's the angel that I have dubbed Zebra Ale. <laughs> 
I'm not sure a puddle of angel didn't just run across the, the ground. Yeah. From the explanations we get later. Well, the explanations we get later, you're right, because as they explain later, the shadow is not the real shadow. The shadow is the angel. The shadow is the angel. And it's only like And the angel thick. is the shadow. Yeah, and it throws a shadow, which is the big zebra ball in the sky. Yeah. Angels are weird. It's like, it's like a reverse shadow. Visually, it's a shitty design. It's terrible. But concept-wise, I kind of like it. I do, too. It's different. Yeah. It's just not interesting. It's just not another, like, eyeball oh, I, that, that poops. I think it's a little interesting. It's it's at very least unique. It's unique. I will, I will yeah, grant but that. When we already had an eight-sided die be one of our enemies, like, they're just geometric shapes. Who is man to understand what an angel actually is, Bill? Yeah, so they can make it look a little more interesting. The reality of what an angel is. Well, I we, had we a just have It's to an anime. To... No, we just have to try to wrap our heads around it, Bill. This not is not a documentary. This is <laughs> Rescue Rangers is a documentary. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> anyway, we go back to Nerf. There's no AT field. The intel couldn't find the angel. It disappeared and wasn't on radar or anything. And they're all like, what the fuck? Also, no uh, Commander Akari yet again. Uh-huh. Yeah, because why not? Where is dear old dad gone? He's busy. Asuka snarkily says that Shinji should head up the mission. And Shinji's just like, yeah, I'm in for it. Let me do it. I've got confidence now. I had people praise me. My dad praised me and Masato gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> Fighting uh-huh. a man's job. Ooh, yeah, the line, but, after all, fighting's a man's job. Yeah, don't know why he would have said, he, why that popped into his head. Uh, but uh, it definitely, I, I put quite a bit of blame, because blame on Asuka for goading him on in this scene. I don't know. Asuka, she knows what she's doing. She she's, does know what she's doing. She's yeah, trying to, she's she's trying to play him. Yeah. But, but, in, but in general, so once he is, says that horse shit, like, everybody else is like, yeah, fine, go. Yeah. You know, Ritsuku, Masato, even Ray was like, yeah, I'll back up. Yeah, I think uh, in the English, the new English dub, uh, Asuka calls it uh, an antiquated opinion or something along those yeah. lines. But all the other women are like, fine, do it. Go ahead, kid. Get yourself, get yourself eated. Yeah. Go on and get yourself killed. Uh, speaking of the angel... An interesting piece that we see here, and I, I can't remember if we've seen this in the past, and if we have, I apologize. Uh, we know that the angels are, are have to be on battery power, like like plugged in, like yeah. to, like a socket. Yeah, they're on extension cords. One, I think it's it's Ray's angel run. No, sorry, it's, it might be Asuka's angel runs it's out Asuka. of uh, slack. So sh- they have like charging stations, like Tesla esque charging stations all throughout. Well, a Tokyo charging Street. station would would imply they get they fill their juice back up. True. She's just got an extension cord somewhere else in the house. <laughs> yeah. Like you run out of vacuum cord and you like plug it in in the bathroom because you they won't reach in the kitchen. Yeah. That was new. I had not seen them like like have these stations or whatever set up. Also, when did the mechs just get 45s? <laughs> As uh, Desert Eagle there. 50 cal. Normally. Whatever. It's It was... It was jarring. I don't know why it was so jarring, but all of a sudden he just pulls out a like a regular ass gun and just yeah. shoots what it's a, a giant version of a handgun. Well, he's like doing the cop hold, like he's against like the wall, like holding it, both hands down, like a cop show. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, uh huh, Oscar's got an axe. 
Yeah, yes. I forgot about that. Right? Why? I know. Is she going to pop the balloon? <laughs> yes. Let's just use the the prog knife. Well, she's got a prog axe now for some reason. It's like in the Transformers movie when, like, Optimus Prime and Megatron randomly have hand-to-hand combat moments with an axe and a flail. Yeah, they, like, turn their hands into energy weapons. And I'm like, what? <laughs> At least that became part of the zeitgeist. And, like, from here on out, Optimus has axes, Megatron has flails. It's fair. Like, yeah. it's 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 a thing that they still do, not just, hey, randomly, here's a 40-foot-long axe. <laughs> For no explained reason. Yeah, well, it's... Like, it's, even if she pulled it off the wall, like, I'm gonna take this. <laughs> it's something they they did just to give her something uh, something to help her climb that uh, building a few moments later. True, true. By the way, Shinji unloads this gun. Bow chicka bow. On, whoa, on, whoa, whoa, on, whoa, whoa, on whoa. This bas- on Never this basketball, mind. On this space basketball, um, which just disappears... Um, and then it reappears under Shinji and starts dragging him to hell. <laughs> well, the ball doesn't. The shadow does. Yeah. Yes. Um, by the way, props. Absolute. I don't know how it is in the Japanese version, but absolute props uh, to the English voice actor of Shinji in this episode in the new English dub. I get chills a couple of times with his shrieks, his like his just panicked freaked out like what the fuck is happening to me voice acting it's spot on good in like both times where he freaks out he does sound like he's just completely in a panic attack yeah it's Mm -hmm. really good yeah uh asuka's almost pulled down as well as matt alludes to but then uh she pulls herself up as half like on a building as basically half the city is engulfed it's a cool shot we just see buildings slowly sinking down like and yeah that did a lot of property damage oh yeah. yeah Huh. Yeah. Very cool, though. Very cool visual. I just, a thought suddenly started appearing in my head about, uh, uh, or if there was any way that it could have, uh, the angel could have reversed, uh, what it was doing and taken out all the, uh, nerve, the real important nerve stuff below ground. <laughs> they just flip over and make a hole. Yeah. <laughs> and why not? Because that would end things too quickly. That's fair. Uh, so we go to the after the fight where Masato is watching from a plane or a helicopter and we hear Ritsuko talking. Uh, they pulled up the umbilical cable. Don't like that name. No, I mean, there are like, I think diving and stuff, they use umbilical cables oh, okay. and stuff. I think, I don't uh-huh. think that's a, a total out of left field weird name. Okay. I just assumed no, it was a weird it's, thing. It's a, it's just a tether. So they found nothing on the end of the umbilical cable, by the way. Shinji's just gone. It's like the shadows just swallowed him up. Yeah, and she she gives Shinji about mm, sixteen hours left to live. He's got to put it in in uh, airplane mode. Yes, yeah. that'll, that'll that'll do it. So Asuka badmouths Shinji's stupid choices, and then Ray stands up for herself for once. And at this point, I'm I'm really starting to get like Asuka, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And Ray has had enough. Like she gets in her face, and she's like, "Do you just pilot to get praised from other people?" And Asuka's like. I only praise myself. And I'm like, that was a terrible comeback. That wasn't the question you were asked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Misato shuts them up, saying that she'll scold Shinji once he returns. 
the art in the scene is so good. The lighting and the art direction is amazing in the scene. Like we like they're in the setting sun, like everything, the colors are really good, like the the close-ups and the visuals. I just love this episode art-wise. You can you can tell I'm I'm a bit upset about with Asuka, right? Oh, always. I and mean a little this, bit here. And at, and at this point, I'm thinking uh I'm really going to be probably be sad when they give us her backstory and exactly why she has this personality and everything. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for a heart-wrenching backstory. She's still a pain in the ass, though. I still like her. Like, that's a choice yeah. she made to be a pain in the ass. That's true, true. It's all up to you. You can be born in the worst circumstances possible, but and if you choose to, you can pull yourself out of that and become something better. And we'll see what happens if Asuka can come to that conclusion at some point. But for now... We're going to ponder that over the break card. Hey, it's Andy, and this is the break card, and this is Tuning Japanese. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode as we are working our way through Neon Genesis Evangelion. We've got several episodes recorded. We just have to get them edited down and put out over the next couple of weeks. Apologies again for the gap and as well as the bad audio on my end. Last week we did our best to try to make it as listenable as possible. Uh, So hopefully it was a good experience for you all. If you want to help us in a number of ways, you can either tell your friends about our podcast, let them know about us, and share our Facebook, Twitter or our website, tuningjapanese.com, with them. You can head over, if you want to donate financially to the show, to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. we got a new episode of Tuning In coming up pretty soon. Very excited about this next one. Um, those Tuning In episodes are some of my favorite ones that we've done so far, outside of the main feed, so I hope you are really enjoying those if you're listening to them. If you're not, again, you can head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and uh, get those episodes there. That's going to do it in the break card. Let's head back to our review of this episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. We're back from the break card. Our mid episode title is Splitting of the Breast. They're going to share some chicken. They're going to share a bucket of KFC together. Okay. Down for that. But they get to the bottom, there's just the one breast. It's like that Twilight Zone episode where the guy is in the place with all the books, the library, and then he breaks the his The place glasses. with all the books! <laughs> shut up! Shut up! <laughs> yeah. shut, up <laughs> shut up, you fucker. Alright, so... Hey, we're back in Unit 1. <laughs> Shinji has fallen asleep for a while was woken up he's like oh man I'm so tired that crossed my mind like the low power life support system Mm -hmm. yeah like you think it might include some drugs to like make you go to sleep like a high dose of like like uh, Xanax or something Mm -hmm. either you pass the time until you're rescued or you die peacefully yes much better option it just seems like an oversight uh Shinji has uh been running on life support for about 12 hours, meaning he's only got about four left. 
We cut to Nerve. Ritsuko goes through some more techno babble involving something about imaginary number spaces and other yeah. universes. What the heck is that? That's all real. What? I figured it probably yeah. was. And then they, they, she said something about... I can't remember the name the of it. The Diaxi. Yeah, I have no... Bill, this is the part of the episode where I ask you to explain a little bit of science for me, and I think this is more than what you'd find in a middle school science book. So uh, give me give me like the short version of what the hell she's talking about. No, I don't understand it. I know okay. it's real. I read up on it a little bit in preparation. I don't think I can. So she's not just making shit up. They at least took some real life quantum mechanics. And this is like when I got to the last chapter of A Brief History of Time, and I was like, okay, I'm gone. I lost it. <laughs> I was, I was, I was keeping up, and then I, I don't. <laughs> all right, well, fair, fair. Um, it's good to know at least that's not just all made up. I started struggling with math in third grade, so it's far beyond me. <laughs> so this is where we also learned that the angel is the shadow, and rather than the orb, we talked about that earlier on. Right. Uh, essentially, the the orb in the sky is the shadow to the uh, to the angel, which is the void, uh, and that's why they can't shoot the orb. Can't shoot a shadow. The orb. Yep. We go back to Unit One, where Shinji just has a full on fucking freak out, and again, it's really well done, and I feel emotional and uh, uneasy, and it's it's crazy. Like he. Uh, talks about how the water in the in in, in the uh, entry plug is getting murky and it smells like blood. Yeah. It's pounding on the release door and it's just fucking haunting. Again, he is having a panic attack mm-hmm. with a good cause, not unjustified. No, but it's it's spooky. So the plan is they're gonna nuke the fuck out of the shadow. Yeah, they're gonna put like nine hundred ninety two. Nuclear mines? Yes. Yeah. Like, Set them all off at once. And then yeah. use the Ava's AT field to disrupt the angel for like a millisecond to allow the explosion to actually do damage to this thing. Yes, and I thought maybe propel Shinji out of it. Misato doesn't like this plan because what does that mean for Shinji? To which Richko lays out, we want the Ava and we don't really care about its pilot. The pilot's expendable. Misato does what I would never have expected... She slaps her friend, Ritsuko, knocks those glasses right off her face. Yep. Uh-huh. That was a tense moment. Ritsuko puts the blame on Masato, saying, this is your fault. And uh, Masato doubles down and says, you haven't told me everything what's going on. What the fuck are these angels? Yeah. Or these e- these Avas. The Avas, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, this is where it starts getting fucking real. Masato's had enough. And Ritsuko takes control of the operation, Correct. leaving Misato literally and figuratively in the dark. <laughs> I'm also not sure how she has the authority to do that. She's obviously working more directly with Gendo than Misato mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Chain of command-wise, Misato's number, like, I guess she's not number two because he's got Vice Gendo, but, like, every time he's been gone, she's been in charge. True. This is true. I assume uh, Ritsuko has uh, more in charge of the uh, Ava-related Maybe. Stuff, being the scientist, main scientist for them. I suppose, yeah. She could pull rank, but she doesn't know anything about military maneuvers, so she doesn't... Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And then we get a trippy fucking scene. Shinji starts talking to Shinji. <laughs> Shinji contacts the anti-spirals. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right! <laughs> I was thinking more like this is like Shinji and like variant Shinji. 
<laughs> oh, new character, Simone G. <laughs> oh God, I hate Simone so much. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't like Simone better than Shinji. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, this is trippy, and let me try my best to explain what happens here. So, Shinji tells Shinji that everyone is comprised of two selves. This one that is seen by others in the Observer, which is similar to W.E.B. Du Bois' idea of the double consciousness with regards to what uh, black Americans felt in the late 19th and early 20th century. This idea of like experiencing life through the eyes of others, which I found really interesting. This sort of like philosophical like idea of like being black and an American and how like there's like two different worlds there. And that's a kind of what Shinji tells Shinji here, right? Like you exist, but you also exist in the minds of others. So there's like multiple versions of you. There's like the Masato version of you. And then there's the you, you, but then there's the Gendo you. And like every single one of them are all different. Which I want to point out is more than two. Yeah. Yes. He starts out by saying there's two of you. Yes. But like then, then it's sub, like... sub, sub cut up into the different perceptions. There's two of you. So I think the way they meant it was like thinking uh, from the perspective of yourself. There's there's the, the way you see yourself. And then the way others see you. Yes. Which still amounts to two viewpoints. But, the, but it's further split based off of the perceptions of other people. Yes. Hey, you guys want to do an experiment and uh, see how we uh, see each other real quick? I'm not sure about this. Are we dropping <laughs> acid? <laughs> And not like mean, not I'm me, in, definitely. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'll go first. Oh, uh, I think that I'm uh, I'm a pretty silly, kind, although not as kind as I could be, kind of fellow. And I tell bad jokes. I'm generally fun to be around. And we'll stop right there. Uh, now, you see any of that when you look at me? Oh, absolutely, the bad yeah. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I, I absolutely, I, I can see all that. I can see, uh, I, I, when I think of you, I think of determination and passion as well. Those are two two traits that, like, kind of stand out about you. Like, you you see things through. I do try. I, I think all of that tracks. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're silly, funny, jokey, I mean... Certainly there, um, but you're also dedicated, especially about the things you care about. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, there we go then. The philosophy this show is putting forth is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We all agree on the same points. We all agree, so the Evangelium's full of shit. Okay, so back to this existential craziness. Shinji blames his father... But then Shinji also then blames himself, and then we get shots of sh- shots of Shinji apologizing from earlier on, and then glimpses of Masato Ray slapping him, Gendo praising him, and then Shinji calls Shinji out on his shit for putting so much faith in that one empty moment of praise from his father. He's like, "Are you going to live your whole life based off that one little good moment?" And then says that like posits this idea that like everyone deceives themselves. So they can go through the pain that the world provides them by only thinking about the good. I want to remind us that he is inside of an angel and it's just fucking with him. 
are you saying that this is not just because the way I saw it was like this is Shinji maybe starting to like he's hungry, he's cold, oxygen levels probably going to start to drop here as we see like in a little bit. Like I just I see him like kind of hallucinating. I see it as it's an inside out angel that pulled him inside of itself, got in his head and started fucking with him. So instead of physically breaking him, it's trying to mentally break him. Matt, what do you think of that? I think it's just waiting for him to die. That's really all there is to it, okay. to what the angel's plan is. Just waiting for him to die. The thing about Shinji's apologizing is he really does think that the entire reason his father left was his fault. And so it's constantly probably coming into his mind that if he'd apologized, that his dad would have stuck around, even though he had no cause to apologize whatsoever. So do you think this is something generated from Shinji or something generated from the angel, all this conversation? From Shinji. Yeah, I kind of think Shinji, but then it is kind of weird. Like, okay, so we haven't talked about the visual effects of this. Like, again, the art direction is perfect and beautiful in this episode. Like, it's really well done and thoughtful. Like, you see Shinji talking, and it's like this weird fisheye lens effect. And then, like, you go to, like, this line like like i'm looking over at audacity right now like just like it's kind of like a shaking like like verbal like audio line again it's a the effect they used in girl gone yeah for the anti-spiral yeah like that that in itself does make me think well maybe bill is right on that maybe there is some other alternate force because it doesn't look like shinji talking back to him why would shinji imagine that for being himself. I don't know. It's just weird. The whole thing's weird. The shadow of the angel is black and white. The thing talking is black and white. Assuming this is all just in Shinji's head, the thrust of the episode from a angel standpoint is there's an angel that's a hole. Shinji fell in it. That That's it. That's entirely it. True. I'm suddenly thinking about this whole scene that uh, the Eva is talking to Shinji. I had a thought watching this episode and I it counteracts that. We'll okay. get to it when we go to our breakdown. I disagree because I kind of have a thought where this is going. Okay, okay. Let's let's save that cuz yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get there shortly enough cuz the rest of this goes by pretty quickly. Yes. So we cut to Nerve, Shinji's life support is coming to an end. We go back into unit 1. We get more memories and this is what this fucking show does every time. Every episode, they sneak one little thing in every single time that, like, you, you're like, that's random. Are they ever going to come back to that? And I'm curious. I think I know the answer to it. But, like, we get more memories of Shinji's dad leaving. And then out of nowhere, this discussion of, like, well, people think that Gendo killed his wife. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I don't know what to say to it. That ties into my thought. Okay, we'll come okay. back to it then. We'll come back to it. Uh, heating and oxygen fail. His suit fails. Shinji's just waiting for de- for death at this point until a naked spirit of his mother flies into Unit 1's and just hugs Shinji. <laughs> Ghost Mom, starring Denise Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get more memories with her and him holding out some sort of weird little red orb. Maybe more on that later. The rescue attempt goes off, uh, at least it's about to, everything's in place, but before they can nuke the city, the shadow erupts in this, again, super cool, like, fractured, like, almost like an earthquake of red... Well, it's blood. Ground. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> we find out, like, it, it looks like shattering rock at first, but then we go to the orb in the sky, and it erupts this all it's it's a wild image it's confusing but like i'm just gonna i'm not even gonna try to try to figure out what the fuck is happening instead just focus on how cool this image is <laughs> a hand bursts through the orb and there is just a constant spray of blood and the ava unit one slowly emerges soaked screaming shrieking pulls this thing apart and everyone is rightfully shocked by what they see. Except for Masato, who is just like, hmm, this is all very suspicious. What is going on? I, I get they're surprised, but like to the point that they act like they're just now realizing the Avas are fucked up looking. Like, aside from being covered in blood and screaming, it doesn't look any different. It looks a little different. Like, maybe it's just the blood to me, but, like, it does look like the art's done a little bit differently on it, but I could be wrong. Not to enough that, like, Asuka's like, oh, that's the thing I've been driving? <laughs> Yours is red. It looks just like that. <laughs> Masato says, you know, essentially, like, what are these things? What are the Avas? And what are they going to do with the Avas once we defeat all the angels? Right. And they actually yeah. say something about uh, derived from the first angel. Yes. And she's like, they're not just... Derived from the first angel. More on that in a future episode. Because <laughs> I've watched ahead a little bit. I have not watched ahead, but that, that ties into my thought, too. Okay, perfect. What it I think it is, is a very violent rebirth. Oh. Yeah, th there was definitely Shinji. birth imagery there. Shinji, mom, tearing out of uh, what's more or less a womb, right? Mm-hmm. Just body inside another body surrounded by liquid. My one thought I had though, yeah, on that, and it's not that. It's not that. It's not. It's strictly a confusion thing. Hmm. If the shadow is the angel, and like the physical thing in the sky is the shadow, why did it come out of the shadow, not the shadow? You know what I mean? Well constructed sentence there. <laughs> My yeah. head hurts. It should have <laughs> climbed up out of the out of the black on the ground, not through the thing that doesn't really exist. Yes. Black hole, black hole, white hole. So the, the shadow on the ground is the mouth and that thing is its butthole in the sky. Yeah. Butthole okay. in the sky. <laughs> or, or it could be the other way around, but the angel has great suction. <laughs> um, so we go to the aftermath. <laughs> we get a pool of water that's kind of undulating and moving and Masato opens the plug and finds a barely alive Shinji. Shinji says he's wanted, waited to see Masato one more time. Masato weeps and Asuka is just like, why aren't you scolding him? Be his ass. Which ties back to earlier when Masato was like, I'm going to scold him when he's yeah, back. I know, but still uh, it was a shit thing to say. I love the word undulating. Yeah, you're welcome for that one. There's your $10 word for the day. Uh, they clean all the blood out of the Ava unit. Uh, and Ritsuko and Gendo are just kind of watching talking about how scary all this was. They straight up hose it out. <laughs> and how Masato might suspect something is going on. Uh, <laughs> to which Gendo is like, yeah, it's fine. I'm sure it'll be okay. And then Ritsuko says, if Rei or Shinji ever found out the secret of the Avas, they probably would never forgive us. And that's kind of what I my thought is leaning towards. Okay. I don't know where your thought's leading, but I, knowing the manga, 
I think I know what Risco is saying, but I'm not going to talk about that because that leads to something very important later in the anime. If it if it's representing the anime the same way it's done in the manga. So Shinji wakes up in a hospital, which is we've seen before. Ray has been watching over him, and I love there's a scene where Ray leaves and opens the door, and Asuka is like creeping out there, like making sure that Shinji's okay, and she's like ah. And Shinji just kind of chuckles at the whole thing. Uh, and then Shinji then is left alone. He sniffs his fingers. <laughs> so he'll never get the smell of blood off of his skin. And that's the episode. Uh, hey, that's episode right. 16 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Great discussion. But let's, let's, let's do a little bit more as we get to the closing thoughts. And since it's my episode, I'll start... This is where, I think this is the turning point for the anime where it starts getting good again. The next two episodes in particular are very, very good, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk about them. This episode was trippy. It, 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 is, it is, in some ways, the turning point of the series because we are now moving in a different direction with what's going on here. Like, we, yeah, we have another angel, but now you have Misato suspecting things. And that's going to lead us down a, a different sort of like, excuse me, a different sort of path and a different tone for this anime. So I'm excited to talk about the next two good episodes coming up, emotional episodes coming up. Uh, and this one was, uh, had some faults, but generally was better than the last several slogs we've had to talk about. It's very true. Very true indeed. It's an uptick, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, that's going to get real heavy now. I think I've said before that I think when people think about the show, they mostly remember the uh, second half. Yeah, as and being, rightfully so. As being the really, the really good, interesting, legendary stuff from the show. I think it's finally going to take a turn for the right way. Yeah, yeah but we'll we'll see how we deal with deal with that. Yeah, uh, I'm still not completely certain how the show works best for me. Like the deep, like like the deep sort of stuff versus like this the 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 monster of the week versus yeah, more like action the, oriented the, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, there's going to expect a tonal shift. All right, I do. Uh, Bill, thoughts on this episode? Uh, which talk talk about what you what what you've been holding off on? I watched this twice because I had trouble paying attention the first time. Okay, I had begun to check out of this anime. My first way through, I was even thinking like, and I, it's funny it got brought up. Because I was like, you know what? I think I like Gurren Lagann better. Wow. It went somewhere. And maybe this will pick up the second half. The last few minutes of this episode, I found interesting, though. Okay. And that's where my brain started chugging. Okay. Now, I have not watched any further than this episode. I'll put that out there straight up, straight away. Um, spoiler alert, because I have a, a track record of figuring things out <laughs> bill does it's true <laughs> he he's good at dissecting media obviously with the ghost of the mom showing up and then the ava tearing its way out that's when i started thinking i was like there's got to be some sort of connect i mean we already pointed out there's a lot of motherhood connections anyway true we had that and in one of the last episodes. And birth and all that because at first i thought the mom's ghost like possessed the ava okay and that's, she saved him by taking it over. Or pilot. Maybe she was the first pilot of it or whatever. And then I started going around the, the rabbit hole in my head of like the Nephilim. I was like, maybe they impregnated the mother with the first angel to Whoa. make these things. 
because uh, the the Nephilim were supposed to be the mighty men of legend, you know, mm-hmm. giants. Yeah. And that's where I went. But it just seemed like even that doesn't have quite the motherhood on it. So now I'm starting to think they mutated the mom into the Ava. Whoa. And then I realized Asuka doesn't have a mom. Ray, we don't know anything about. Yeah. So I'm not sure they're not driving their giant mutant mothers. Seems like, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, Shinji's mom just disappeared, right? Yeah, and then, and then uh, the rumors were that Gendo might have killed. Which is why I thought at first, like, they impregnated her with the first angel mm-hmm. and, like, made a Nephilim and she, like, burst from the giant. Yeah. But then I, that was, but I thought, right. well, that, that, that whole, br- like, so they'd be piloting their half-siblings. But that didn't make as much sense to me with all the motherhood ties. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, I think, well, there's just, a lot, a lot of motherhood. In the they family. just made mutant moms out of the giant mutant mech moms. Let's not forget that basically uh, Ritsko's mom became a supercomputer. Well, yeah, that too. That was, that was, I meant to say that. That was part of the. So there's a transhuman element to this stuff, definitely. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a good way of putting it. I was just going to say they've been making shit out of people, but <laughs> yeah. That, that... It's a shit demon! We've already got kind of the, uh, the, the trans, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. The transhuman element was there. I meant to bring that up and just. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if that's where we're going. That's where my brain went. I definitely see a lot of merit to that. I also see some merit to it. Um, again, I have watched a few episodes in and I've read all the manga. I'm not going to say one way or the other about your theory, but it has a lot of weight to it. Like I said, I, I, <laughs> I know I'm pretty bad about calling things ahead of time. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I think we did a really good job this week dissecting this episode. Next time, it's episode 17, which is titled The Fourth to Be Qualified. But before we talk about that episode, which is a very good episode, Matt, it's your turn to send us home. This has been Tuning Japanese. I know you were up. (laughs) No, wait. Not now. (laughs) We were were throughout this whole episode. That's why the camera's from the chest up. (laughs) Ah, if you could only see what was going on below my camera. (laughs) I'm probably connected to another universe. I'm Matt. So I've been pulling on this umbilical cord for like the last hour. There's still nothing on the other end. I think those are beads. <laughs> You're still pulling on it, then how do you know? No, that's a... Never mind, Bill. I don't mind either. And I found a place that serves great booze. My kitchen. I'm Bill. And I guess we'll see you next time. Virtual hugs and kisses. I should have done the uh, I smell blood one. Consider Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to Brian Nash, Matthew Van Diver, Dan Park, and Andrew Caswell. 
I'm at a loss. All the meters and gauges are at maximum. But we haven't done anything yet. Does that mean Shinji? Impossible. Unit 1's completely drained of energy. Once all the angels are defeated. <laughs> 